Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson. If you're listening to this, then I know you enjoy the Bumps and Thumps podcast. In order to continue to get the guests on and improve our podcast, we need support from listeners like you. That financial support helps us continue to do the podcast and get guests on that we normally would not be able to get on the show. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dot Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N and the number three after and click on the support button. There will be options there for you to make a monthly contribution. With your contribution, we can continue to conduct the podcast and ask more well-known wrestlers from the past and present that require financial compensation to be on the podcast. Again, please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dot Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N and the number three and click on the support button. Thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you for your support. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps. I'm Brian Ferguson. Today, my guest has been a part of professional wrestling for many years. He is a manager and a promoter. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Brian Thompson. Brian, thanks for coming on Bumps and Thumps. Yeah, uh, excited to be here and join your show. Appreciate the invite. So looking forward to talking a little wrestling. I don't get to do that as much these days, so looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, I've seen you uh, on TV, at a couple shows, and I saw you a couple weeks ago on YouTube, and I was like, you know, I'm going to reach out to that guy. That's and funny. then, and then I find out. On? I'm like, I was on a YouTube. I think it was on traditional championship wrestling, TCW. Yeah, yeah, and and then I did a little more research on you, and I realized you only live 45 minutes from where I'm from, and you live in Lebanon, Missouri. So I was like, wow, what a pretty impressive uh, digging up, you know, information there. I'm, I'm you definitely a journalist for sure. So <laughs> yeah, I better better lock my doors, man. This this guy finds you out there, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all good stuff i don't I, like i said i don't get to talk as much about wrestling these days so i was looking forward to this opportunity I was just curious uh what you might have seen or where you know and, and hearing that you live in the area dabbled a little bit in this region with some wrestling shows and so forth so it's yeah. interesting that you found me do the old tcw stuff yeah i'm excited for the the, the podcast here so i want to get into if we can mm-hmm. uh where you grew up and uh, your upbringing and that, uh, where, where are you from? Originally grew up in the boot hill of the great state of Missouri. Uh, Dexter, Missouri is my hometown. Well, technically, you know, in journalists, you're, you're a native of where you were born. So I was actually born in Sykes and never lived there minus, I guess, how many ever days I was in the hospital. But <laughs> I grew up in Dexter, Missouri, in the boot hill part of the state. So great upbringing, great parents. They still live there. So I still uh, pass through Dexter a few times a year. Okay. Uh, so, ended up going to college at Three Rivers Community College in Popper Bluff, and then ended up in uh, Arkansas State University in Jonesboro, Arkansas, as far as you know, college career and that sort of thing. So, got my degree in public relations, a uh, minor in marketing. So, journalism with an emphasis in public relations is how it's broken down. But, and of course, uh, <laughs> about the same time as I was trying that education, got an education in pro wrestling. I know we're going to go into that, but that's, yeah. that's kind of what led to being on something like this. So. Well, yeah, and I wanted to get into that next. How did you get into the pro wrestling business? 
Oh man, time flies when you're having fun. So I, you know, I was a big fan, like all of us growing up, uh, five or six years old is my first recollection of getting into pro wrestling. And then as a fan, and then, so, you know, the internet age, you know, I grew up, you know, 1990, I was a 80s, 80s baby, 90s teenager or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the internet was becoming prevalent. And so late 90s, 98, 99, I decided I was going to do the wrestling website when they had the free websites that, that looked horrible by today's standards. But, you know, you thought you were doing something <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I started, I was going to independent shows in the Boot Hill in different parts of Missouri, you know, mostly the Boot Hill, Missouri, maybe some in East Tennessee or West Tennessee, excuse me, at the time. And um, I was covering shows. And so one promotion that would come to Cape Girardeau, Missouri was Midwest Renegade Wrestling. So I would cover their shows and some information about them and started connecting with a few of the guys on that card. And long story short, later on, that, that group disbanded and the promoters kind of, you know, it, it never fails egos we all get you know we all have our egos and directions yeah. we want to take but the promotion split up and there was one one form of it called gateway championship wrestling owned by uh big ben oliver big bad ben was his ring name in the ring and he hit me up one day and said do you want to you know he had heard i guess i wanted to be an announcer in the wrestling business said do you want to step up to the plate and ring announce may 20th 2000 so of course my the answer is a ecstatic yes and so that's where it all started. So my first show was May 20th of 2000 for Gateway Championship Wrestling in Mexico, Missouri. So Mexico, Missouri. Uh, man, I've, and I've got it on VHS. And <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that would never seize a lot of days. So but yeah. it was quite funny to see a 19 year old me ring announcing in Mexico. A 19 year old and probably 80 pounds lighter me. <laughs> ring announcing in mexico missouri so i don't know if i want to take the youth part back but i take the the lower weight back so yeah it's what it is man yeah i'm with you on that i i told you well you know we were uh, i was doing some research like i said earlier and i saw you in some of these other promotions i saw you in how did you get involved with traditional championship wrestling that was out of arkansas i believe is that correct yeah, it was based in Arkansas. Matt Rubiera it was his promotion. So that yeah, that you kind of fast forward a little bit to get to that point. But yeah, I, I just I had met Matt. Uh, I think in West Memphis, Arkansas, he was he was coming over to a show I was involved with, and we we connected some way through that. This first time I met him, we actually I think talked on the phone before we actually met in person, and we had mutual friends in the wrestling business. But that's how I got plugged in there with Matt Rubiera and, and meeting him and so forth. So you know, good opportunity there and. Probably uh, most people, I guess, as far as anything on me out there, that's probably the, the biggest known thing I've been able to do and be a part of because it had pretty good television clearance at one point yeah. in time. Got to work with Chris Cruz of WCW fame. Oh, cranky Chris. If you want to look up somebody that's always in a foul mood, <laughs> look him up on Facebook. Christopher Cruz, ladies and gentlemen, befriend him. <laughs> Flood him with friend requests and tell him I sent you. And I can't wait to hear his response to it. But, oh, but Cruz was fun to work with and uh, had a couple other good partners. Brendan Baxter, of um, you know, a lot of people knew him in his time in Global Wrestling Federation and later on USWA in Memphis. And then Matt Rhodes, who's uh, very well spoken announcer, mostly in East Tennessee. Most people know him from there, but he had a, a good run in different places too. So, uh, that's kind of, yeah, just knowing Matt and meeting him and got plugged in there. Okay, well, you said we fast forward, so let's go back a little bit. Uh, you were in that Gateway 
uh, championship mm-hmm. wrestling. And then what did you do in between that and getting into uh, TCW? Sure. Yeah. A few, a few stops on the way to get to TCW. <laughs> so uh, after Gateway, I'd been there about nine months or so and, and an opportunity presented itself to get uh, connected with Memphis championship wrestling, which at the time was a developmental territory for the world wrestling federation. Okay. And so they were doing a show. A guy named Kelly Warner was kind of local promoter boots on the ground to do a show in Kennet, Missouri. It got moved to Rector, Arkansas, long story there, but they could take this whole podcast. We won't do that, but uh, <laughs> got connected there and got a tape to the promoter, Terry Golden blew his phone up, probably annoyed him like crazy. Hey man, can I get a tryout? Can I get a tryout? Probably the time was thinking uh, this is, this is falling on deaf ears. Nothing's going to happen. And of course, you know, what happens next? You get the phone call. Yeah. And Terry said, be in these two towns, Ripley and Covington, Tennessee, one weekend in February of 2001. And I got to try out and got to be a ring announcer on the local crew with the developmental. I didn't have a developmental contract, but I was actually working with guys like Daniel Bryan, Lance Cade, Spanky, um, Umaga, oh, wow. Victoria, okay. Joey Abs, uh, Pete Gass, Mean Street Posse fame. You know, there was a lot of good, a lot of WWF guys down there, either under contract in the past that had been moved down there or were under a future deal like a, a Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. And, you know, you got to work with them every weekend. So that was a lot of fun. Bobby Eaton, one of my best friends, you know, he passed away this past yeah. year, yeah. Uh, but he ended up, that's how I met Bobby was through Memphis championship wrestling. So Memphis lasted six or seven months and then they had lost the developmental deal and everybody went their own different ways. And um, so I just would work some of the independents in Southeast Missouri and in Northeast Arkansas, Western Tennessee and uh, actually started a promotion and with a couple of partners. Jeff O'Dell uh, was a financial backer, contributor to that. Kelly Warner and myself, we partnered up on a promotion technically under uh, Jeff's name. And so he, he was uh, the technical owner, but we were kind of a, a trio partnership there. Okay. Lethal Attitude Wrestling name I came up with for that group. A little different. Yeah. Like the law, L-A-W. <laughs> uh, so we, we held a big show one time. Um, Papa Bob, Missouri, loaded with talent. Jerry Lawler, Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, 2003, mm-hmm. and did that. So did the L-A-W thing for several months and was just not seeing eye to eye. And I, you know, I'll point fingers is all of us, our own versions of what should be. And so – Bobby Eaton had just moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And so then I got a chance to connect with him and started handling his booking. So I went from, mm. you know, announcing, managing, a little bit of promoting, and then uh, connected with him and sort of became his trial or actually did become his booking agent to some degree. Others would help too, but, yeah. um, and then, you know, he would stay with me at different stretches of time, but kind of moved into that role. And then I, you know, I'd still work myself and do some announcing, managing, promoting here and there so all the way through that but another promotion probably another standout one I guess was in Columbus Mississippi it was run, run by a guy named Joel Gillentine and he, he was partnered up with Robert Gibson the Rock and Roll Express oh, so okay funny uh, you I know we talk about some road stories here but uh, yeah. Bobby was booked on the car with Dennis Condry Midnight Express of course had just gotten back together this was about 2004 or 5 in that era uh, so they were booked on a card well the Robert Gibson for his announcers had a couple of local television station guys scheduled and they didn't make it or something fell out last minute. And so we're on the way to the show and Bobby's on the phone and said, Hey, uh, who Robert Gibson, his name, you know, who is his nickname, but it's like, who needs a, needs an announcer or something. Well, you know, may I, may I was dressed, 
I didn't have my entire suit and tie and that sort of thing, but I, you know, I was business casual. I always dress business casual stuff, so yeah. I could play the part. So I ended up uh, working solo on that card. A lot of good talent were, was involved with that. Like I said, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, Jimmy Golden or Bunkhouse Buck, Tom Pritchard, Doug Gilbert. I mean, there's a lot of different names. Bill Dundee yeah. that came through that. So I got to announce there and be part of the announce team for that for about six or eight months. And so, Again, different different promotions. Uh, Stretch ran my own company, Ringside Championship Wrestling. First run was in uh, 2009 and 10. Had a series okay. of shows with a financial backer there. And then later on, did just myself a few shows over the last three years. Or for a three-year stretch. So all that, of course, you know, partners with Bobby and, and as far as his partner is a travel agent, that sort of thing, booking him around. And then uh, in, in in that process, TCW came along, and we we all participated in that. So you sound like you, quick, quick. Uh, you you know a lot the, of people. Cliff Notes version. You know a lot of people. It sounds like you've been around a lot of great talent, a lot of great stars that from the eighties mm-hmm. and and nineties that you know are considered legends today. I mean, you mentioned Lawler, Jarrett. Nash, uh, Dundee, uh, sounds like you were exposed to a lot of great guys. Yeah. yeah, very fortunate, you know, to work with a lot of good talents. Tracy Smothers is another one. I miss him, too. He just passed away a year ago yeah. here recently. Yeah. It's the one-year anniversary, but got to work with Tracy. I, I sat down. I really need to sit down. You know, if, I, if I'm looking back and saying some of the things I regret, I, I shouldn't have been like Jim Cornette was and, and took meticulous notes on everything you did, the house and some of the houses were negative numbers, but anyway, uh, you know, look back and do some of that sort of thing where I just kind of, you know, kept better records at first I did. I think I kept all my bookings, you know, I've I worked here and I made this $5 here, this $10 there, whatever. <laughs> then you kind of get out of the groove, but man, you're right. I, I got the chance to work with so many legends that I grew up watching. And, and yeah. really the cool thing was that, that being with, you know, Bobby Eaton's associate and partner and friend or however you want to look at it, you know, as far as our friendship there, you know, and the travel agent or whatever title you want to put one of my best friends, of course, uh, in life in general, but uh, being, you know, associated with him and walking into a locker room, you've got a whole different level of respect and that's not taken away from anybody else. It's just, they don't even know you and automatically they give you a different, you know, you're automatically cool in their eyes because you're hanging out with beautiful Bobby and y'all are friends. So yeah. Uh, that was an awesome, you know, thing to have. And he, you know, he, he helped me meet Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan the same night in Charlotte, North Carolina in t- 2008. And you're like, wow. for me, that was kind of the the bucket list. I mean, for me, a personal bucket list, those are the guys. Yeah. I was a Hulkamaniac and a, and a fan of the horsemen all rolled into oh, one yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. And get me to meet those guys same night and take pictures with them as a quote, as a peer in a roundabout way was, yeah. you can't really, it's priceless. So you know, getting to, uh, and of course he made that happen. So, yeah. <laughs> so I've heard a lot of, he's such a kind hearted soul. You know, he'd be like, Hey, uh, Brian, that's Hulk Hogan. I'm like, yeah, I kind of can tell, you know, I just, you know, you're a little starstruck on one ones like that. So yeah. And yeah, I have one thing I failed to mention on the timeline there, I got to spend three years working for Harley race and his worldly promotion. Oh, yeah. Leland race. So that was another, see, there's another, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I look back and now it's like, I guess I don't get to do these as yeah. often anymore because yeah. I'm not as active, but you know, it's, yeah. it's cool to reminisce. I, in fact, I remember now it wasn't just TCW or WLW. Mm-hmm. 
And I've went, I've been to some of their shows when they were in um, uh, Eldon Eldon, for a while. Uh, And then when they moved to Troy, I went to a couple shows there. That may be where you saw me too, because I worked in Troy from 2014 to 17. Okay. So I announced a lot of those cards. Yeah. My favorite team there was, uh, was Dave DeLorean. Yeah, Black and Warriors. yeah, Black Hand Warriors. <laughs> Those guys, they're they're a riot. I mean, they were good, but mm-hmm. they also know how to, uh, you know, make you, you know, interested in the show. I guess uh, they're good guys. I I met them in that those early days. That I, well, you know, WOW's been around a while, but you know, yeah. I was there in my early days of WOW and you know, twenty fourteen and so forth. So yeah. Enjoyed mm-hmm. working with them. Leland Race, he's great. Stacey yeah. O'Brien, love love them. And uh, yeah. just, you know, I, I see they're still doing some great things. And so yeah. if you're out there listening and can get to Troy or any of their other tour yeah. stops, I encourage you to do so. Yeah. Actually, they have a show this weekend uh, up in Troy on this on uh, Saturday the 6th. I yeah. might go. I don't know yet. I'm still contemplating. That's a little bit of a drive. Yeah, so. Mid-States Wrestling is another one. I, you know, all these promotions come flooding back that are not too far from you. Yeah. Uh, but Mid-States Wrestling runs in Springfield and Harrison. Okay. Uh, actually, wow. we have a tribute show coming up uh, to Bobby in November, November 20th in Harrison, Arkansas. And that's, I okay. haven't done anything in a while. And that's, you know, that's one of the few things I'll come out of retirement for, as they say. So, yeah. See what well, all right. I'll have to look at that and see if I can get down there for that. I'd like to, I'd like to do that. You know, yeah. you were talking about Bobby. Uh, I had a podcast with uh, a couple months back with Jack Lord. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. And him and Bobby uh, worked together in, in Alabama down there. They were running a promotion and I've heard nothing but positive and great things about Bobby. Eaton. not just from Jack, but from other people, they always say Bobby Eaton was one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet uh yeah too nice man sometimes you know yeah he, he never met a stranger and would help yeah help anybody out so and it was too it was you know a sad day when he passed away i mean his wife had passed away i mm-hmm. think a month or two earlier yeah um and that was just yeah a bad bad time you know for, yeah. for a lot of people and technically wrestling wise I, I end up being the last wrestling person to see him alive i he had gotten out of the hospital and i went to visit him and uh i got to take him home from the hospital we you know he had, had a lot of health issues like i say he stayed with me for many years and so i i had made many er hospital type visits with him so that was mm-hmm. almost customary we kind of had the joke you know like yeah here i am again man you know we're we're yeah. <laughs> taking you home from the hospital yeah uh you know just little did you know that was gonna be the last time so yeah encourage everybody to make every moment matter but yeah yeah exactly. it was uh, a hard a hard loss no no doubt about it and yeah miss him dearly so i know a lot of people do that that knew him yeah. and he touched a lot of lives yeah. travel experiences let's talk about your travel experiences I know you. Uh, you said Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Missouri. Is there any Total number of states? It's in the thirties. I think thirty oh, wow. states. Because and, and I attribute that. I attribute twenty five of those to Bobby because twenty five of those that probably wouldn't have happened had I not been associated with Bobby. Let's just leave it at that. So, yeah, we would. <laughs> We did some ridiculous distances in my car. I, I destroyed cars in the sense that I ran them until they couldn't go any further, and then I went and got a new car. 
Uh, we would put on the longest trip we ever did was we went from Jonesboro, Arkansas to Carteret, New Jersey. Oh my goodness. Which is a 26 hour one way drive. Oh. When you include stops and things like that. So we, yeah. we had a lot of fun. We, you know, we'd had the stories of the blown out tire at two o'clock in the morning, get coming back from a road trip and yeah. you know, Nashville having to get off an exit late night, two o'clock in the morning, change the tire, you know, all the, the standard fare you hear from any wrestling personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I put a lot of miles on the cars and our bodies and everything else, you know, just cause you don't realize how, you know, part of the biggest uh, thing in wrestling that beats you up and I didn't take a whole lot of bumps. I know this is uh, bumps being part of the title of this podcast, but <laughs> I didn't right. take a whole lot of bumps in comparison to or not even a fraction to the a wrestler and especially like a Bobby, but man, those just driving for hours upon hours and hundreds and hundreds of miles, thousands of miles, it'll beat you up and you'll, it, yeah. you just hit take its toll. And it feels like it's worse once you get out of the loop of doing that. When you're in the, in the trenches doing that all the time, you feel like you, you're, 10 feet tall and bulletproof, but man, I, I had a, take, took a vacation where we, we traveled about 1400 miles in a week. And I, I'm, I think I'm still recovering from it. I used to do that every weekend. <laughs> like, and we, one time uh, I somehow ended up in Charlotte. I went to meet him in Charlotte and then doubled up to uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. That's just kind of oh, crazy wow. road trips, but I loved it, man. I was in my twenties and yeah, couldn't wait to hit the road and see the world yeah. or see a big chunk of the world the United yeah. States anyway. Yeah. Yeah, um, we traveled a lot. So, wow, were you ever in any of the uh, the the like the WWE or NWA or anything like that, or were you just all uh, regional promotion? Yeah, regional minus you know, like I said, the closest to anything of any major stature there was that early run in Memphis, where it was part yeah. of the the WWF system. Right. Uh, I wasn't like a standard contract like Daniel Bryan or one of those guys, but I was. Right. You know, I was like, right, the, you know, you right figured there. if this held, you know, of course it was a little bit too much too soon because you kind of get into the uh, comfort zone that if I'm here, they're going to be watching these tapes and eventually they're going to discover you've got something to offer and then you may get something and it, and it, they pulled the plug on Memphis. Yeah. Or at least that partnership. So yeah. that never materialized. Most of my things were, you know, like you said, getting to, to meet and work with a lot of those legends. Bob Orton, I've managed him a few times, brought him into my own shows. Uh, in the past so okay. you know just getting to meet a lot of guys like that and work the independence and really travel with bobby you know traveling with bobby was like its own internal promotion and within a and you know amongst yeah. itself because you're just you're traveling with this guy and handling all his business affairs and so forth from a booking standpoint so yeah, yeah. and we had a tag team with golden boy greg anthony called midnight gold for a couple of years there it was a lot of fun to do too so again lots of lots of fun with different good promotions but never Never uh, was under contract to anybody yeah. anywhere, but fortunately had a yeah. good, you know, good life as far as a plan B. So I was never yeah. at uh, the mercy of whatever the wrestling situation was. So kind of right. always kept made it kind of a, the fun plan B where I could pay the bills with the main gig and, you know, <laughs> yeah. not have to worry about what the, certainly wasn't worried about the payoff because they weren't, I, I undercut myself. I was mainly focused on, uh, you know, working on making sure Bobby was staying busy. So, yeah. But yeah, all it was right. a, it was all good. I do it. Do it. I wouldn't do anything necessarily different, you know. Okay. I'd like good. to have those times back, but I wouldn't do it, you know. Oh, yeah. you know, it worked out well for me. Good. Uh, chemistry, obviously, uh, 
great relationship with Bobby Eaton. Uh, any other wrestlers or maybe a promoter out there that you just clicked with or, or when you did an interview with somebody, you just clicked? Yeah, I mentioned, you know, a lot of good chemistry with Chris Cruz. Yeah. As a commentary partner, Matt Rhodes, same thing. There's a lot of guys, Golden Boy is as a – you know, as a partner, you know, here's a guy that didn't need a manager to talk for him. But when we were midnight goal, he gave me the, the opportunity to, to say, you know, say things on the microphone and, and take that, you know, kind of lead that at times. I mean, sometimes he would run the promo, but a lot of times he would give me because I'm not going to go in there and perform in the ring even, you know, like he does. But he, right. you know, he'll let me cut the promo. So, you know, chemistry there. Brendan Baxter, I thought, you know, like I said, all my partners on the, you know, in commentary, a guy named John Steele. I mentioned the the run with Robert Gibson. He was a broadcast partner of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. He started kind of – he connected with us while we were running shows at LAW promotion I mentioned. A lot of, you know, just – I felt like a lot of different guys. I felt like me and Bob Orton had chemistry when, when I managed him a few times and Tracy okay. Smothers and, you know, different kind of chemistries uh, working against people. Like, actually, I'll tell you, one of the matches that I felt like really clicked – one time for TCW, I think it was either TCW or Matt was just doing some uh, shows of the NWA later on, but hmm. uh, he ran a show where I managed Prince Alfarad, you know, Middle Eastern descent, against uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan on, uh, either on or around the 4th of July. It's either 3rd or 4th of July. Yeah. So here I am managing a Middle Easterner around the 4th <laughs> of July against, you know, an, an American hero in Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Uh, we kind of laid out, you know, way this match should go. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that was one of the smoothest. Everything just worked like clockwork. We didn't do a bunch of flips and flops or yeah. over the top, this or that, but everything meant something. Everything was over. You know, we did, you know, I ended up jumping on the apron and grabbing Jim. And uh, actually, Bobby <laughs> and another guy was in the corner of Duggan. And so Farad ended up clocking the one guy, and Bobby's checking on him, and he comes to hit Duggan, Duggan, Ducks. I take the shot. <laughs> and then Duggan ends up hitting a three-point stance, one, two, three. But yeah. that was one of the smoothest uh, matches I've ever managed. Of course, uh, my, it was my favorite promos where I looked at the audience. There's probably 11, 1,200 people there, and there. I'm like, "What's wrong with you people? Don't you know how to? Don't you know how to treat a guest in our country?" You know, I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. reference uh, Prince Alfred. You know, that got a lot of love. But no, that's just to name a few, man. I'm, and I'm totally missing uh, a lot of people by yeah. you know. Again, I've, yeah. been this, I've been in, involved in some capacity wrestling for 21 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of chemistry with a lot of different people in different formats and what yeah. they're, you know, what we need to accomplish. But those are just a few of them that stand out. Okay. Well, uh, I wanted to ask, do you watch any wrestling now, like the Raw, AEW, Dynamite, anything like that? Do you do? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I still. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm more engaged in it than others, but yeah, I still watch it. I, I still support wrestling. I, I can't tell you that I'm a total fan of yeah. the way things are, mm-hmm. but in general, I'm still a wrestling fan and I'm yeah. still supportive. I can look at it from the, the promoters or, or even one of the boys standpoint and say, you know, that's not how I would do it, but they're making a lot more money than I ever did at it. So I mean, they, they may know more than, or that they do know more than me, of course. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but I'm happy for the talents that get, yeah. you know, an opportunity to uh, work, whether it's WWE or AEW or Impact, MLW, Ring of Honor. I know they're struggling right now, but um, 
I have yeah. some friends in those places. So I'm just, I'm happy for the talent to have options. And so yeah. uh, I still, you know, read online. If I'm not watching, I, I am staying in touch online as far as what's going on. But usually I have Raw SmackDown in the background, Dynamite, Rampage. Sometimes catch him on w, uh, NWA, Trevor Murdoch's another guy. Came, came from I, WLW. Uh, yeah, Trevor. And he's speaking right down the road, you know, a guy not far from us. But Trevor yeah. traveled some with Trevor. I uh, did a couple of bookings with him. Uh, you know, was the time I was, you know, he sets up most of his own dates. But I had a couple opportunities come up. So help, you know, book that. And we traveled to Mississippi a couple of times. And so good guy. And I'm happy to see all the success he's having now as the NWA yeah. champion. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah. support that NWA, watch that on fight TV I don't have the paywall, but it's, I mean, five bucks. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's, uh, so it's not a, not that's a, a ticket. Show. Yeah. You know, so that's a ticket to the show. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's, that's one of those times where I, you know, why are you spending some money on this? Well, I'm glad to see, it. I know where it's going. Yeah. It's going to that talent that's there. And one yeah. of them I know pretty well, like Trevor. So, yeah. Yeah. So I still do, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not the where I was when I was a kid. I couldn't yeah. live without it. Yeah. You know, I would watch, like, I couldn't wait to watch it or everything that came on. So I'm not like that. Right. So yeah, I'll go months upon a time and with it. And I don't really follow like impact right now, but I yeah. still, you know, still check out stuff. I, I like that. Yeah. I do like the fact that network and all the old stuff that's there to see for the first time or see yeah. with a different set of eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like you, I, I'm, I'm older than you. I'm, I'm, about 10 years older than you and and i i kind of have the same perspective i'm not into it like i was uh it's just changed a lot and a lot it's of people different. have it, it different yeah there you go that's the that's a good word for <laughs> a it. difference word i'll stick with that i don't want to say bam right and a lot of people that i've talked to um you know they don't enjoy it as much so they don't watch some of the older guys I've talked to, uh, right. they just don't even watch anymore. They said, I can't, I can't do it. And I understand that. I mean, times change, people change. Uh, they got to evolve right. with the business or, you know, it's going to go and mm-hmm. it's just tough. I mean, you hate to see it cause there's a lot of good talent, even down in the, uh, you know, the independence, there's a lot mm-hmm. of talent and, you know, I like I went to Crusher Fest a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. up in Milwaukee. I drove yeah. up there and, you know, met Greg Gagne, Jim Brunzel, Eric Bischoff, Medusa, uh, Kenny J. Met them all. Great guys. Great people. Uh, went to Crusher Fest, saw the matches. And they weren't they were they were pretty good. I mean, for there, you know, and and uh, but yeah, it's just kind of. I don't know. They say it's a what does it call it? One guy called it an exhibition. Now he said, so <laughs> I don't know, you know about cosplayer trying to play wrestler. It's just different. It, it you know, and it's a different world. You can't you can't get the kind of heat you used to. I mean, let's yeah. be real. Just to, you know, you would be they'd be sounding the human resources alarms off left and right. So it is different. Once that cat got was let out of the bag, it's you can't put it back in. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do feel like there, there can still be a different type of presentation. Yeah. Uh, NWA does some of it. I still yeah. think there's some room for more of that type of approach. Yeah. Um, sports, almost like what AEW. Now, there's, you know, I will say in the last little bit with some of the additions they've had, AEW is better than I than from the beginning. Yeah, I agree. You with could, you. I feel like you could probably pluck 
one or two good things from each program. If you took a week's worth of all the different wrestling that's on right now to, at a national level, anyway, mm-hmm. you could probably put together one good two or three hour show of all you know, match or two from Raw or segment or two from Raw, segment from SmackDown, segment from Rampage, Dynamite, all of them. And you could bundle into a really crisp show. Yeah. But as far as for me, top to bottom, beginning to end, I, it's just not. It's not the yeah. same to me, but I'm not just, I'm not knocking people who love it. I mean, they, they have yeah. that right too. I'm, yeah. I'm just old fogey. I'm, I'm get off, I've hit the uh, get off my lawn 40. So that's where I'm at right <laughs> now. <laughs> you don't want to know what I say. I'm 50. Yeah. <laughs> We're just old geezers, man. We, we just, time has passed us by. Yeah. <laughs> Still on the wrestling business. That's the thing about it. It's not yeah. like I said, I'm more from, I'm more aware of the hat of, you know what? Not my cup of tea necessarily, but happy for the talents that are able to exactly. cash a check and feed their families. So exactly. That's, that's you know, I don't agree with everything, but if they're getting yeah. good money for what they're doing, more power to them. That's the way I look mm-hmm. at it as well, my friend. All right. One more question. What are you doing now? Or what are you, uh, do you have any projects going on and, or anything like that? Wrestling wise, no. I mean, it's a uh, pretty quiet. I, you know, I'm, you know, I had planned, uh, sadly but true, had planned to do some traveling with Bobby. We were gonna, you know, he had had to cancel a couple of bookings yeah. there when he was getting ill at the, at the end there, and so had planned to make those up and working on some other projects with him uh, and the Midnight Express and different things and some, yeah. yeah, bookings coming up. But unfortunately, those were were not to be. So for me, I, I haven't really. Don't have anything truly on the horizon uh, except for this upcoming event for Mid States Wrestling. They're doing that uh, tribute event to Bobby, so okay. uh, they kind of they know it's hard to get me off the couch, as they would say. But that was one of the few times I would make an exception. So yeah, I'll be in Harrison, Arkansas, November twentieth at that event. Uh, look up Mid States Wrestling if you're watching this and interested in that event. Should be a pretty it's a pretty good lineup. Space Cowboy Jason Jones and his promotion. Okay. We've worked, uh, Bobby and I worked for them many times. I'm, I'm a, I'm curious how it's going to go because I was always, you know, typically I manage and announce down there sometimes as a heel. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not very well liked in Harrison. It's almost like when I cross that state line, it just brings out the worst side of me. And I don't know what it is and why those hicks and hillbillies in Arkansas just can't understand and appreciate the greatness that stands before them when I walk into that building. But for some reason, the stench of those people, the ugliness of their faces, all that combined, when I hit that state and especially that town of Harrison, it just changes me, man. You see, I'm a nice guy in this interview, but once I get there, I just can't help but point it all out that you, I'm just telling these people the truth and trying to maybe offer them a toothbrush or something of that nature to improve their hygiene, and they just don't get it. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see if uh, I get a warm reception or a booze, or maybe they, you know, it's been a couple of years or so since the last time I appeared there, so they may have forgotten me entirely. So we'll see how it works. Oh, and maybe my, maybe I will have a different uh, demeanor, and this town won't stink. And maybe they've cleaned it up since I was there last, but. Guess you'll have to buy a ticket to see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Out there, there you so. go. And it there is a link to that online somewhere, so I can put it on the bottom of the page or something. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, and I, I'm I'm not sure what the exact link, but there is a a Facebook page and event, I believe, both set up for that particular show. And okay, um, 
they have a, they have been running pretty frequently in in Springfield, Missouri, and Harrison, Arkansas. So okay. they're, they're picking up some traction. So okay, well, good. I will Harrison, man. I don't know. We'll see. He's a good guy in Springfield, not so good in, in Harrison. It right? depends, man. It's just you know, it's like you poke the bear with me. I, I don't get it. I just want I come out and they start booing. I'm like, what is this? I didn't do anything. I just walked out here. So you think? Uh, there you go. All right, well. Mr. Brian Thompson, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I know you're a busy guy. You, you know, you're one of those executives in, in uh, Black League County. Yeah, great things going on here. Yeah, yeah. very, very fortunate. So. Yeah, and uh, thank you again for taking time out of your schedule. And I really appreciate it. And folks, Go to those shows that he was talking about. I'll have it on the link at the bottom of the page. And uh, Brian, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's a pleasure has been all mine. I enjoyed the invite. And it's always good to kind of reminisce and talk a little wrestling, as they say. So hey. appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. And folks, listen for our next episode. Take care. Yeah.